Shvat, February 24th. Here in the Hollywood Shtibol, the daf is Nun Beis Amiral, 52A of Brachos. Learning is being learned by Elenishmus Gitto Parabas Betzalo. And here we go. After everybody has their new asparagus flavored cake, Keurig coffees, we are, uh, we are ready to go. Says the Gemara, the second uh, from top line, or we can actually start from the top line, that uh, we had a memra on the earlier Ahmed that stated that the halacha is like Beis Hill. And the Gemara said, we know that the halacha is like Beis Hill. And one of the ways we know that the halacha is like Beis Hill is because a heavenly voice rang out and declared the halacha is like Beis Hill. Says the Gemara, Reb Yeshua, but this previous Gemara is according to the opinion of Reb Yeshua, which is cited in Bab Metziah, that says you don't listen to a baskal. The Torah does not, is not up in heaven. Rather, the Torah is right here down on earth. And it's up to earthlings to determine what the, how to live by the Torah and what the halacha is not up to a heavenly voice. So if a heavenly voice tells you today is not Shabbos, when it's on Shabbos, according to Rabbi Yeshua, you would know, you would tell the heavenly voice, maybe in your time zone it's not Shabbos, but down here on earth it is Shabbos. Says the Gemara, second line down, the Sabi Beishamai, the Birchus Adifa. Now if you look back in that long Mishnah which we started yesterday, so there were many different disputes between Beishama and Beishil, but one of the, the first ones is, the, fir- the first one, Beishama, I remember the end of the first line of the Mishnah on 51b, first you make the bracha on the sanctity of the day, and then you make the bracha on the wine. And Beishil says vice versa. And the Gemara explained what was the reason for that. Because Bishama says, without the day, you wouldn't be drinking wine. And Basil says, without the wine, you wouldn't be able to make Kiddush. So uh, that was the, uh, the logic in their argument. But even that is questionable what Bishama really holds. In fact, the Gemara of Asabi, back on the Beis Amaral, second line down, the Sabi Bishama, the Birchus Adifa, does Bishama really hold that the Birchus is what takes precedence over the Gafa and over the other Brachos in your Kiddush? But Tanya, Nichnis Lebeis, Ebamatzi Shabbos, Mvarch Al Yayin, Balamar, Balabasamin, Bakach Aimer Avdala. Okay, so the order of this Mishnah or Tesefta, which we're saying is now going to be in accordance with Beis Shammai, so far as wine comes first, not uh, not Amatzi uh, Shabbos. Vim Einle Elokais Echad, and let's say you only had one one Kais Menicha LaAcher Amazoin. So you're going to eat a, a meal, uh, it, if I remember correctly, um, it, we're talking about Mlava Malka, that you're going to need to have a benching from Mlava Malka, a la kais, on the wine. So now we're telling you, if you only have one cup of wine left, then it's after the last call where you live, Havdalah is after, you, there's no alcohol left in town. So you can't go out to buy wine for, uh, for, for your Mlava Malka. So save this cup for Avdala and do Mlava Malka first. Now, of course, that raises all types of questions. Let's just stick with the daf, but uh, usually that would be highly unusual. Um, in fact, that's Tosis' kasha. Tosis is the second test down. Menichai ad mazain. According to what this Tosef is suggesting to you, to save the wine from Havdalah, instead of using it straight up for Havdalah, use it for Havdalah and Lav Malka, that would mean that you would eat first before making Havdalah, which is Aser, it's not allowed. The, the Tosef adds that he weren't allowed to, he was starving because he didn't have what to eat if, to make Havdalah on. So I'm not saying this is halacha. It's just interesting that Taisus says that was a chumrah to wait for Havdalah to eat. I'm not saying that halacha that's correct. It's 
<laughs> we got that out through uh, Shulchan Aruch. Um, but he says that uh, this is a meima. According to that opinion, that's that says he he waited. Either he calculated that he's gonna have wine the next day, and he didn't mind fasting <laughs> till the next day in order to make havdalah alakais, or or uh, or he was machmer on himself. But over here, you don't have the right to be machmer because you're gonna eat love malka. And you're going to need yayin for the kais, for the benching, if you hold, according to this opinion, that it's mandatory to bench, to do bech samazon on wine, on, on a bech, on a bari at the end. So if that's true, so now you have a dilemma. You cannot wait till the next day to, to, to make havdal on wine because you need to drink a cup of wine anyway for bech samazon. This Tosefta says you can bundle it all in one. You'll eat your meal. You'll bench, you'll make very priyagaf, and then you'll make havdalah. So we see, we see clearly that havdalah could come at the end and does not have to come before the birchos hayom. Havdalah is being viewed right now by the Gemara as the birchos hayom, as the blessing attached to the havdalah. And clearly here you can put the havdalah all the way at the end of your meal, way after havdalah. Says the Gemara, that's an easy one to refute. Why are you bring me a Tosefta and just saying, oh, it must be Bishamai, Dilma Beishil, he. Of course, it must be Beishil. And Beishil, we already know that Beishil allowed you, that Beishil holds uh, that the Birchus Hayyim comes before Birchus Hagafen. Says the Gemara, Loisakodaitachtiktani, Ma'arv Achakach Basamim. <coughs> if you look in this Tesefta that we just read, what comes first? The order of the, the fire, the bracha on Barim and that already was a discussion between Beishama and Beishil in and of itself. Only arguing, we already know that we can determine who the author of that Taisept is based on whether it's Beishamai or Beishil that says that the Ma'ar comes first. Beishamai is the one who tells you the Barimareya Eish. It's not really fair to say Barimareya Eish because I'm using Beishil's language just because that's what I'm familiar with. But. Uh, Right? First comes the Aish and then the Basam. So if you go back to if you go back to that Tesefta, which starts on the third line of our Gemara, it tells you clearly you can figure out whose opinion that is. Is that Beishame or Beishil? When we know that Beishil is the one who says that Basam comes first, before Ma'ar. So if Basamim, the bracha on the spices, comes before the bracha on the fire, on the flame, so according to Beis Hill, so that Tosefta can't be Beis Hill. It must be Beis Shammai. And Beis Shammai is telling you, you can make the bracha on the yayin at the end after Mlava Malka, after, after Birchus HaMazayin. Clearly, he does not hold that Havdalah requires the wine blessing to come before the Kiddushas Hayom, so to speak. It's not quite Kiddushas Hayom like Kiddush, because you're actually saying goodbye to the day. So, you know, but it's Hamavdil. It's, it's, a, it's still a sanctity. Says the Gemara, you think there's only one opinion of what Besham Bezil held? Why are you bringing me proofs of what Besham holds according to Rabbi Yehuda's version of Besham and Bezil? Maybe it's that Tesefta really is uh, Bezil, according to the opinion of Rabbi Meir. Because if you look, in our Gemara, our Mishnah on Nan Aleph Amit Bey, the big Mishnah, which Stam Mishnah is in accordance with, uh, if it is in accordance with um, Reb Meir, that that uh, um, in that in that uh, Mishnah doesn't agree with Reb Yehuda. That's according to Reb Meir. Says the Gemara, our Mishnah, what does it really say? Don't tell me. 
that the Brisa and the Mishnah could hold to the same opinion, and there's only one opinion that we're talking about here, and it's all according to the Mishnah, which is Rabbi Yehuda, because you will see that the Brisa actually says, Mishalshan Kulun La'akrav, right? That's what we read, that you can actually chain them up. The Birch Samaz and the Havdalah can all be bundled together, and you would do uh, like Rabbi Yehuda says, and that seems to, Rashi explains to me that the fact that uh, Rabbi Huda taught it to us, Stam, he taught it, Rabbi Huda taught it to us in Tesefta, that first comes Ma'ar, and then comes, and then comes Besamim, right? Uh, first comes Ma'ar, and then comes Besamim, and the Mishnah we said that that is actually Beis Hillel, so there's a problem here. The Brites can't tell you Beis Hillel holds the opposite of Beis Shammai if they're both Rabbi Meir. But if you tell me our Mishnah is Rabbi Meir, our Tosefta, our Brisa is Rabbi Yehuda, and they disagreed in which one held, and they disagreed in what Beshamah and Beshil held, so then we understand you have a Machlekes, Beshamah and Beshil, and the original contradiction of Birchas Hayayim and Birchas Hayayin is also not a contradiction. One is the Mishnah, which is Rabbi Meir's interpretation of the Machlekes Bisham Basil, and whatever we said in the Gemara over here earlier, in that Brisa is according to a different Tana, according to Yehuda, who, who learned differently in the Machlekes Bisham and Basil. So it's totally two different opinions. So we started off the Gemara, if you remember, right? We started off with the Kasha. How could you tell me that Bishama is the one who says? That birchas hayoyim, the whatever mention of the reason why you're making hagafen will come before the actual hagafen. Then, when in fact in our mishnah it seems like that space hello, the answer is yes because our mishnah is Reb Meir's interpretation of Bishamai and Basil, and our brisa is Rabbi Yehuda's interpretation, which is completely the opposite. It says the Gemara, Mikol Makam Kasha. Still, at the end of the day, good. So we know now that there's a machlekes between. Uh, we, we know now that there's a machlekes between Rabbi Yehuda and Rabbi Meir. What they, uh, what 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 Beis held. Why at the end of the day does Beis Shammai say, Havdalah, you are allowed to make Havdalah first. Says the Gemara, Kasavi Bishama Ishani Yuli Yaima Mefuke Yaima, which I think we could have said this right away, but we didn't. Shani Yuli Yaima, Kiddish is different, the welk, declaring the day, welcoming the day, Kiddish is different than Havdallah, which is saying goodbye to the day. Why is a difference? Why, why the, meaning, even if I hold by Kiddish that Yayin comes first and then comes Kedushas Hayyayim. Or let's say I say the opposite. If I say Kedushas Hayyayim comes before the Yayin, by Havdalah it will be the opposite. Why? When it comes to bringing Shabbos in, I want to make Kiddush, I want to make the Kedushas Hayyayim, I want to declare it Shabbos earlier the better, right? The more of a mitzvah it is to bring Shabbos in early. But to say goodbye to Shabbos or Yom Tif, the later I do it, the better. So therefore, in order that it shouldn't appear as if Shabbos or Yom Tif is a burden on us. So if you tell me that you make the Hagafen first by Kiddush, do I know what you hold by Avdallah? No. Because, well, that, yes. If I say I know I make Kiddush's Hayyim first by Kiddush, so then do I know what I hold by Avdallah? No. Because maybe by... Uh, 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 maybe this that uh, uh, by Kiddush you do the Kiddush Zayim first is only because I want to make it uh, as quickly as possible uh, Shabbos that was Bishamai Svar in the Mishnah but when it comes to Havdalah I want to say goodbye to Shabbos the latest that possible so of course I'll allow you to make a Hagafen first anything to push off those inevitable words of Hamavdo Ben Kaidesh Lechal that's, that's not what they said in the beginning of the word. So I, that's a, I, I, I like that's made a, a, a remark. 
You come why? Because of a reason. Right. So I made a remark. Why? This is an obvious svara. When the Gemara first asked the contradiction, the question. No, 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 no. But before that, it was an obvious svara the whole time. The obvious the whole time. Hold on a second. Why didn't the Gemara right away answer this? That's the Gemara. No, before, before the first thing in the Gemara. When the second line no, down. No, 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 okay. no, 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 Make room for this. It has to accommodate this reason. It Meaning, if you were to tell me, reason. if you would tell me that you hold like Reb Meir like Beis Hillel, that uh, like Reb Meir like Beis Hillel, that uh, you would still Beis Hillel is forever going to hold that uh, that Yayin comes before Kiddush Yayin, according to Reb Meir, that wine will come first. So obviously, Beis Hill doesn't hold of this whole svara of oh no, bring in Shabbos earlier before you make the yayin, yeah. right? So he still holds that. The question is in Beis Shammai in Rev Yehuda, in Beis Shammai, what does he do with the fact that if he holds that by Kiddush yayin comes, if he holds by Havdalah, that yayin originally said that by Havdalah yayin came first. So then by Kiddush also he has to hold that Yayin should. should come first. Should. And he says the opposite. Right. So we know already the Gemara gave one Svara because the Yoyim is Goyrim to the Kiddush. It's a contradiction to what we're saying now. So I'm saying you still have to figure out a way to understand both Svaras. But, um, the, but I don't understand why the Gemara didn't right away bring this in to right. answer up the question they don't right disagree. away. I understand they don't disagree with each other, the reason, but that wasn't the reason why they said it to begin with. They don't disagree. Like, uh, I hear you say, it's not, a, it's not one hold, the other one is wrong. Right? Yeah, a young girl, yeah, and okay, fine, that works. And that you want to do Shabbos for it? You, you want to do and Shabbos for okay, fine, that works. Right, and by Abdullah, you could say as far as that it's but different. that's not what you said. Uh, so, in, it, basically what happens is the Gemara is putting in a lot of Interpretation into the machlekes of Hisham and Bishil, and it just needs more extra color commentary. Okay, says the Gemara. Now this whole brisa, you want to tell me that it's based Shammai? We're still not so sure that that's based Shammai. And you said that you have to be mishalshal in the bracha. You said that you have to bundle the you have to bundle birchamazin when you're going to bench on the kais. Together with Havdalah, because you only have one cup of wine, and you don't have any neighbors that you could go borrow wine from. Vesavi beishamai bracha bechzamaza in tuuna kais. Is it true that you have to bench on the kais that you always have to have a cup of wine for bechzamaza? But nah, but let me ain lachar mazan if you ate already, and then they brought you wine. And there's only one cup. So at the end of your meal, before you bench, suddenly they remember they had a bottle of wine. Now you bring the wine. After everybody had the filet mignon, now you bring the wine. Okay, so now what do we do? Clearly that wine was not on the table the whole time, so it's not included in the brachas you made on the suda because you had no idea that there was wine coming. So now you have to make a agafen. But in fact, you're about to bench. And if you hold that you need to bench, like we just insisted in the previous Gemara, that you, from Lav Malka at least, you would need wine to lead benching on. Birch Zimun requires wine. I think they even had wine without a Zimun. They made a Gafan at the end of benching. If that is the case, so now I'm in a conundrum. Because if I make a Baripriya Gafan, I have to drink this wine. Then I have no wine left to bench. But I cannot bench on the wine without making a bracha first on it. And we'll see what, why is that true. Why can't I make a bracha guffin on the wine at the end of benching only? Why do I need to, uh, why do well, I need it? The whole argument is based on, on, on the fact that you need one or the other, either Havdalah or Berchus Amazon. So it must mean that Peshatme holds that you Right, but I'm just thinking it. about this meal here. If you bring me wine at the end of the meal, why do I have to make... I only have one cup of wine. Mm-hmm. 
What's uh, why am I? Why do I have a problem? Again, says the Gemara. Vasabi b'shamai bichas amazon tuna kais. Is that true? Vatam balam yain laachar amazon. Right? The Gemara says they brought wine at the end of the meal. Me'en shem ela oisah kais b'shamerem varach ala yain v'achak mivarach ala mazay. Okay, let's uh, stick to the statement. I have my own kasha that I don't see why that wouldn't be called both, even according to Bishamai, but the truth is it's not. Bishamai's words, that's, what, that's the problem. You have to stick with Bishamai's words over here. Bishamai told us, first you make a brach on the wine, and then you make birchus amazin. According to Bishamai's opinion that told us you have to bundle together the havdal on the benching, he should not have said you make a brach on the wine, and then you bench. He should have said, you bench and then make a bracha on the wine, just like he told us by Havdalah. Don't make Havdalah first and then eat and bench. Bench first and then make Havdalah. It was the same story. We don't know what... The but the wording of Bishamai is contradicting what he said by Havdalah. As far as I can... At this point, you would think that Bishamai always says, Guffin goes last, basically. Right. And That's here he's saying, idea. exactly. Unless you tell me that Birch Samazan doesn't need a kais. But then you have a problem with the first price also. If it doesn't need a kais, then you, of course, you would make Havdalah first and then eat. Well, he obviously holds benching is different than Havdalah. Something well, different about it. Uh, 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 that's what you say. The Gemara is not up to the end. If the Gemara, let's see. My love. Uh, obviously, okay, so you want to answer the contradiction. It says the Gemara, my love, the Mavarchalah, the Shasile, is not talking about where you make the bracha during the meal or at the end of your meal. You drink a little bit in order that, right? And then you, what are you going to use for havdalah, uh, for benching? Says you make a bracha on the gafen because it's supposed to come. You, you, you're supposed if they bring wine during the meal, you're supposed to drink wine during the meal. Make a bracha on it, but don't drink it. put it aside. Says the gemara, that's impossible. If you make a bracha on food, you must drink from it. You must taste it. So the the tarmlay, he tasted it. If once you drank from a cup of wine, you can no longer use that cup of wine for bichas for, for a bracha. Once you make a bracha and drink from a cup of wine, that bracha is used up. That bracha, that wine is used up for the bracha. Says the Gemara, he poured out from the cup into his hands a little bit and drank from it. So therefore, he saved the cup for future use. Says the Gemara, it's not going to satisfy. It's not going to work. If you already drank, part of the cup, even if you poured it into your hands first, say you didn't make the kais pagam, but still you don't have enough left to make a bracha on it for after benching. So, and you took off some of the shear. Like, like Pesach night, people use like the smallest cup possible, just the minimum shear, 3.7 ounces, 3.9 ounces, whatever it is, in order that they shouldn't have to keep drinking too much wine. Right, uh, that's they used to do that then also. So if you drank two ounces of it for your uh, for your for your guffin, you don't have any more sheer wine to make another guffin on. Says That wine was actually not one of those minimal shirim, but rather a larger cup. So you were able to pour some into your hands, drink from it, and still have enough left to make a guffin on it later. Says The Brisa explicitly stated that there's only one cup. Trey They didn't have two cups. So how did you have enough? Says the You had more than one, but less than two. So you had one oversized kais that you were able to drink enough from it to sh- fulfill your shear by priya You did it in through in your hands, or you poured it into another cup, so it shouldn't be poikim that kais that it can't be used for a second mitzvah, a second bracha. And now, after benching, you'll have that cup, the rest of the wine. So it's very complicated, right? It doesn't it say Bishamai taught us you make a brach on the wine, you drink it, then you make Birch Samazain. And, uh, and so it, it back basically back to square one. Rabkhiya taught us in another Brisa that all these answers won't work. The bottom line is we don't know what Bishamai holds. We have a machlaikus. One opinion says that Beishamai holds that you need to bench anytime you have Bechsamazain, you must have wine there in order to bench. Or if you have wine, that wine must be reserved for Bechsamazain. In that case, you would not drink it for a Bayer beforehand unless you had two cups, or unless you had one cup which had enough for two brachas. 
and you followed all the prescribed procedures above. The Rebchia taught us a different price entirely. Rebchia taught us that Beishamai straight up held that you do not need a kais for Birchus HaMazayin. Rather, you, uh, you make the Hagafen, you drink it during the meal, and then you bench without a kais. And that Rebchia, that Brisa, clearly does not understand Bishamai the way the first Taisef on the page understood Bishamai that said that if you only have one cup, don't use it for Avdallah. Instead, be lenient and eat Mlav Malka first and save that cup for Birchus HaMazayin of Mlav Malka and then make Avdallah together with Birchus HaMazayin after you eat. Bishamai Aymim. Okay, so there were some very interesting things that we had in our Mishnah that are subject to the dispute of Bisham and Bizhil. Like you would think where to put your towel or whether to do sweep the floor first or where to wash, when to wash your hands and not exactly halachic uh, issues, maybe when to wash your hands, but rather they're more just what's, uh, what's considered the kavod, derech heretz. But in fact, there was something that they were always very concerned about that Bisham Hill were arguing, and that was to get to do with Tuma and Tahira, right? We wash our hands as a zeicher to the truma that they used to eat with Tahira and keep everything from getting tummy. So all those machlekesin that we had in the Mishnah, such as when you wash your hands, when you mix the wine, when you where you put the towel that they used to use the hand towel during the meal, they all have halachic ramifications. Says the Gemara, first wide line, and Bezam and Alf, Tan Rabbanan. Bezshamai Yoimrim Naitun Yedayim Akak Moiz Ganesakais. We learned it. That Bezshamai says, first you wash your hands, and then you tend to the matter. They used to have to dilute the wine, right? It was two thirds wine, one third water, or one third water, two thirds wine. They used to always have to add in water, otherwise it wasn't drinkable. Now, who cares whether you wash your hands first or not? Shemata Yoimrim Moiz Ganesakais, Tchila, if you were to tell me, to, if you were to. Dilute the wine first. Perhaps there'll be some liquid. I don't know if it means condensation or some spilled onto the outside. The the, 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 the wine that's spilled on the outside of the cup will end up touching your hands. So if you don't wash your hands first, perhaps your hands will be tame. You'll be filling up the kais, right? You're diluting the wine. You're holding the wine with one hand, pouring water in with the other. You overfill. Wine comes down, touches your hand, or maybe your hand will touch the wine that's like on the lip of it. And you'll end up, and your hands, you didn't wash them. So perhaps they were tame. And now they'll go and be metame the wine in the Kiddush cup, in the Becher. And we're trying to stop. We're, we're guys, we don't want that to happen. We don't want you to be metame the wine. Says the Gemara, why are you worried now that why why do you think you solve the problem by washing your hands first so that you won't be metami the wine but you'll have a different problem because if your hands are still wet and wine drips down onto the kais and then touches your hands your hand it, 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 they'll become tame says the gemara Without the wine from inside the cup, I don't have any halacha concerns because hands are considered shniyos the tuma, secondary tuma, and without a liquid to bind them to another liquid, they don't create more tuma. So what's basil? Now basil, uh, we have to understand basil. It sounds to me like it's a very good svar. Make sure your hands are tar first. Because if the wine pours over onto your hands, which are not tar, that wine will be metame every the contents of the becher, right? So why would the base hill not want you to wash your hands first? Base hill says, I'm worried about the following. If you're going to wash your hands first, maybe the outside of the kais is tame from before. It's going to touch the water that's on your hands. 
and it's gonna and it's gonna um, be metame your uh, your hands. Says the Gemara, if that's what you're worried about, so then even after you wash your hands, if you're worried that the becher, the kais, is tame, it's going to still mess you up. Says the Gemara, the, the kli is not what I'm worried about, that the keli, the, 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 the becher, is going to make your hands tame. That I'm not worried about. I'm only worried about that the kais that the mashkin on the inside of the kais will spill over and be metameyu. And therefore, I want you to wash your hands after you, after you uh, mix the kais. Says the Gemara, says the Gemara, I was talking about a cup where the inside is tahar, but the outside is tame. Very interesting. You can have a kais, you can have a coffee cup where the inside and the contents are tahar, but the wall, the outside of the, the, outside of the cup is tame. The outside is tame. The inside, the handles, the lip, and the, uh, the, all the parts that come in contact on the inside of the cup, the yadav and the handles even, but if the inside of the cup becomes tame, then then everything, the contents, the, everything becomes tame. So you can actually have a cup where the, outs, the handle is tame, but the drink inside of it is still tar, and you can drink it. But that's the chiddush of Basil. That's the chiddush of Basil. That since there's no liquid on the outside connecting the liquid from the inside to the outside, it only can connect through liquid, not through the kli. That's <laughs> uh, that's uh, for a second. We're talking secondary toma. Uh, but if it would be inside, if you would have a sheretz, a dead sheretz on the bottom of the wine. Then you everything would be tame. But my palgi, what is Beshama and Beshul arguing over here? So it turns out this little machlek is the simple machlek is of whether you wash your hands first and then dilute the wine for the cup, or whether you, vice versa is actually a major machlek is in Xerus on Tumba. That Basil said, I'm not worried about touching the outside of the cup because the outside of the cup could become tame and the inside will still remain tahar. I'm worried about if you your hands becoming tame from the wine which spills over onto the outside of the cup and makes your hands tummy. Therefore, I'm telling you to wash your hands afterwards. And Beis Shama says, that's not what I'm worried about. I'm worried about your hands being tame, touching the wine that's on the lip of the cup and it'll end up being metame, the inside of the cup. Therefore, I told you to wash your hands first. But ultimately, they're still arguing about what gezerus to make when it comes to Toma Tahira. And what is that Machlekes? Bishama is every second line down in Bezom at Bez, also the Shamash Baklish Nitmoa Hura Bemashkin Zerum Shum Tsaitis, the Lekalamigza Shamitma Mashkin Shividayan Bekais. Bishama says, I'm really concerned about one thing the wine splashing over onto your hand. But I'm not worried about your hands being Metame, what's inside the Kais. Basically, even though it's very common when you fill a cup of wine to overflow, to spill, but how often does that overflow touch your hand and then go back into the wine? It, it, it would need like a, a precise, you would be, let's say if you're holding your cup at a lip and you're pouring and a drop of wine touched, you know, touched over and then went back in, that would be, Beisham agrees, that would be a problem. But Beisham says, I'm not worried about that. I'm only worried about Nitzitzius, that I have wine will splash onto the cup, onto your hand. The outside of the cup was tame. The inside was tar. Now your hand is considered tame, and you have to go wash your hands. And that is why first you dilute the cup, and then you go wash your hands, according to Beishamai. Basil says, I'm not worried about the splashing that it's going to get into the cup, out of the cup. I'm only worried about one thing. Not like Beishamai is worried about the splashing. I'm only worried that the outside of the cup, uh, uh, I'm only worried about the, the cup, the outside of the cup making your hands tummy. I'm not worried about the splashing of the wine. Since you're allowed to use a 
cup, which is tame. So as soon as you touch it, if your hands are wet, especially from washing them just now, your hands are going to become tame. Therefore, I want you to wash your hands after you dilute the wine and not before. Says the Gemara. Okay. Says alternatively, I'm worried that immediately after you wash your hands, you should eat the Suda. My Davracher. What do you mean, Davracher? I agree with you that you want to have as much Tahira as possible. It could be they both agree that a real Machmer will wash his hands fill up the cup, and then go wash his hands again. But if you have to tell me what the halach is, what am I most worried about? What am I most worried about? I'm most worried about something else altogether. Daver acher. What is that daver acher? I want that you should eat the suda immediately before you, uh, immediately before you, uh, after you wash your hands. L'didchu d'amrisu. Even according to what you're saying, that you're worried about wine splashing, and therefore you want me to wash my hands before I come in contact with this wine, still you have a different problem then, that you're causing a later, uh, more of a gap between when I wash my hands and when I eat my meal. And even you agree to me that be, like we do Hamaitzi, we wash our hands and immediately we eat the meal. So you agree with that. So your way doesn't give you that solution as well. Okay. <coughs> now, the Toma Tyra discussion does not end. What if everybody had hand towels? They both agreed you needed hand towels. What do you do with the hand towel during the meal? What did Bishamah say in our Mishnah on the Nal from Adbeis? Bishamah said, you leave it on the tables. You put the hand towel that you use to wipe your mouth, to wipe your hands while you're eating, your napkin, your serviette, goes right here on the table. And what does Basil say? Basil and Mishnah said that you put it on a chair next to you. That's a very bizarre machlekes, right? That's, it seems like that belongs in Emily Post's book of etiquette more than in the Gemara. But the answer is, this is not a etiquette discussion. This is a Tuma Tahira discussion. We learned in the Brisa, you wipe your hands with a cloth, and you put it on the table. If you were to tell me, like Basil, to put it on a chair, on a, on a, on a mat, on next to you, maybe the, the sheet, the blanket, the, 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 the chair, the stool, whatever you put it on, had something which is tummy there. And it will have liquid on the napkin because you just use it to wash your, wipe your hands or something was liquidy on it. And it'll come in contact with that tumma. You're going to pick up the serviette, the, you know, the towel, and it's now tame, and you're going to make your hands tame. Oh, so, so that's why I want to keep your hand towel off the, ta- off the chairs. Says the Gemara, if you're that worried, you should be worried that the ksas itself could have tomana. Why do you have to go through the steps of the liquid? Says the Gemara, we already know that secondary tumma doesn't transfer between one dry kli to another dry kli vessel. Maybe you yourself will touch whatever's tame on the chair. Says the Gemara, Adam. So, uh, there's not enough tumma there to create tumma on a person without mashkin, without liquid. Now, it sounds to me like Bishamai knows what he's talking about over here, right? It's very smart. You're going to take a mape, you're going to wipe up a spill on the tablecloth of wine, you're going to put it down on the chair next to you, where there was some sherets or something tame on the chair and the wet spot touched it, making the hand towel tame. Now you can take that hand towel and uh, use it for your hands. Your hands are going to be tame. And now you, everything you touch, right? So exactly the reason why you wash your hands before the meal, you just uh, defeated it by using this hand towel that you put down. I don't want to see that hand towel on the table. But rather on the ksas. What's this hill worried about? If you're going to put it on the table, exactly that mashka, that uh, liquid that will get onto it, that comes from the shokhan, will make all the food tummy. So I'll take this mape, I'll wipe up a spill on my table, 
and then that mapa will come in contact with other food and uh, and make it tummy. Says the If you're that worried, send the whole table, everything on the table. Maybe the table will become tame and it'll make all the food tame. Same answer that we said that you need a liquid to make something like a table, which is a shane of the tumah. In that instance, you need liquid to bind it to a shlishi. But my kumpalgi, what's this mach like? With shams, every asla shams, shokhan shayn, xero shama, ekle truma. With sabi, mutla shams, shokhan shayn, ekle truma, zrizen heim. Tabrachar, ain't it is daim chulam in a tire. So obviously, the, what's the fundamentals over here, the machlaikas? It's fundamentally machlaikas to Mataira, it has to be. That Beshamai says you're never allowed to use a table which is a shiny latuma, which has any status of tuma on it, that it became tummy from something else which became tummy from an avatoma. Therefore, I'm not worried that if you put your uh, hand towel on the table, it's going to pick up tuma from somewhere, because the whole table has to be tahar. And Basil says, we never made that kazera. Therefore, you could have a table which is tame, the food on it which is tahar. The food only can become tame if there's mashkin, if there's liquid attaching that food to the table. The only way you can have liquid t- attaching the food to the table is if you take your hand towel, which you use to wipe up liquid on the table, so now it's tame, and then you come in contact with the food with that hand towel because you left it on the table like I told you to. Therefore, I want to see that hand towel off the table onto the ksas. So it's a fundamental machlekes on how to eat your meal, what, whether you're allowed to use a table which has a secondary status of tumba. But of course, the Gemara had to throw in a, a twist over here. The other reason why I disagree with you, says Basil, is because there's no real chiv when there's chulim. So Basil is saying you have to look when you make a gzera, look at what the Torah is concerned about and let your decree mimic that concern. Since in the Torah, the Torah is not concerned, the, the Torah is not concerned as much with your hands becoming tummy as much as it is with the food becoming tummy, right? <coughs> right? The, Torah, the, the main Hilkos Tum Tire is that the food that you eat should be tahar. Not Hands, we're just worried about because that's what's going to come in contact with the food. Therefore, whatever gzera you make should be a gzera that you're worried about the food becoming tummy directly rather than if, uh, about your hands becoming tummy. Um, and just one point that we kind of skipped over is that the, the reason behind the reason of this Machlechus Visham Bezil about the table is the question is, when people are eating truma, are they going to come plunk down their truma on your table without thinking this guy's not a Kayan, maybe his t- table is only for Chulin, and it's a Shani Latuma, which is not a problem for Chulin, but for me it would be a problem, for my food it would be a problem. And Beis Shama says, yes, Beis says, I'm not worried about that because the people who are eating truma, they know not to plunk down food down on any table of Yisrael's house where it might be a table just for chulen. Okay, now we're not done yet. What about sweeping the house? When did Beis say to sweep the house? When did Beis Hillel say to sweep the house? So the first wide line down on Nun Beis Amid Beis, if you look, remember back in our Mishnah, Nun Alf Amid Beis, what did we say in the Mishnah? We said, Beis Hillel says, first you do Nitilis Yedayim at the end of the meal, Maimachorayim, and then you sweep up the mess from the meal. And then you bench, correct? And Beis Shammai said vice versa. So Beis Hillel says, sweep first. Uh, no. Beis Hillel says, uh, wash and then sweep. Beis Shammai says, sweep and wash. So, right? Beis Hillel says, wash and, sw- wash and sweep. So sweep and wash. Okay. So Basil says wash and sweep. Bishama says sweep and wash. Sweep and wash. Because if you can wash your hands first, you're going to end up throwing out pieces of food because you're busy uh, sweeping up and even a large chunk of food which you, in the, certainly in those days, they wouldn't throw out, right? 
they wouldn't throw out. Um, so you have food still on the table. A lot of times you have challah, right? You have a big piece of challah still left on your table. And all of a sudden, everybody's washing my macharonim at the table. Rashi says, we're worried, mafsidus ha'ichlin, maybe you'll, uh, maybe the maimacharonim will splash on the food or your hands will be wet and, uh, and uh, that food will now become unfit to eat. So therefore, what did, we, what did Beis Shammai say? Sweep and wash, right? First clear up the table, sweep up the floor, and then wash maimacharonim. Avnatilus Yedayim, ah, says the Gemara, Avnatilus Yedayim, uh, I don't know, different gears is over here. Avnatilus Yedayim, the Besham, et chidu lo sviru lahu, my time is shemperurit. Because of the crumbs, ubesil laimrim, im shamish, talmud chacham hu, noito perurin, sheesh ben kazayism, nirch perurin, sheesh ben kazayis. If you have a person who's, you have a shamish, like the Gemara assumed everybody had a, a valet that came at the end of the meal to help uh, clean up. So if he's a Talmud Chacham, he's going to know not to take away the 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 big pieces. taught us that if it's a small piece, even you're not to save it, there's no Isser of Baltashkas, of throwing it out. Says the Gemara, but my compagnon, what is the argument over here? Basil, sorry, Asla Stamash, Bishamsha, Amaris. He says, you're not, Basil says, you're not allowed to use Shamash, who's an Amaris, and therefore you can assume that any large pieces of food which are left there, the Shamash will save and won't get it, let it get wet from your Mahimachorinim hands because he knows the halacha that you're not allowed to throw out the big pieces, but you're allowed to throw out the small ones. That you're allowed to use the shamash amaretz. It happens to be over here. Beshamay seems to be the more lenient ones. At the end of the day, if you have a real amaretz, somebody who doesn't know anything, at least he should get to be shamash tamidichacham. Right? It's a mishnah navis that a person should be mishamash tamidichacham. So according to Basil, you can't even let the amaretz clean up after your meal because uh, he's going to end up doing baltashkas. He's going to end up throwing out the big pieces. In fact, Rebbeis Bechanina says the halacha is like Beis Shammai in this uh, here in this matter as opposed to all others. Rebbeis Shia says, in fact, you got the wrong halachas. You mixed it up. Beis Hill is the one who says you're allowed to let a shamish serve you. And you know, Chach, we should allow the Amaretz to serve a Talmud Chacham. And therefore, the Allah is like Beis Hillel, not like Beis Shammai, and this is why. Beis Shammai, I'm Rav Huna by Yehuda, Ikhla Bey Rava. Rav Huna by Yehuda came to the house of Rava. Chazli Rava the Baruch, Abbasam and Beresha. And he saw Rava making the Baruch Abbasam first. I'm like Mechdi, let's see. Beis Shammai, Beis Hillel, I'm like Pliki, the Tanya, Beis Shammai, I'm there, Mazen, Besam, Abdallah, Beis Hillel, I'm there, Besam, Mazen, Abdallah. There's no Machlaikis. That ner comes first according to both Bishamai and Beis Hillel. So you, Rava, what are you doing to summon first? You don't have anybody to rely on. On your you're quoting me a Mechlaikas Bishamai Beis Hillel in the Mishnah that we said was Rabbi Meir was the author of the Mishnah. But we already know that Bishamai Beis Hillel's Mechlaikas is subject to a Mechlaikas itself, what that really was. Our Rabbi Yehuda, Rabbi Yehuda argues, the author of the Tesefta argues with our Mishnah. And he says the Machlekes really was about what comes first. And if that's true that you go like Beis Hillel, according to Reb Yehuda, then what's going to come first? And that's and afterwards Mahar. And what did Rava do? That's exactly what Rava did. Basamim and then Mahar. So it turns out Rava says, I you're telling me there's a Beferisha Mishnah of Rabbi Meir, and I'm telling you that we Paskin like Rabbi Yehuda, and that's how the minig is that we go but uh, we follow the opinion of Rabbi Yehuda's interpretation of 
the machloikis between Beshama and Beshel. Now, what's the bracha that you make? Which sounds much more, much, which is much more familiar to us. Amar Rava, second ultra wide line down. Then Beis Amid Beis. Everybody agrees that it means to create. What does Beire mean? That will be created. Therefore, and the bracha is on what was created. means to create, but it also means and that you have created fire, light as well. Forms mountains and creates wind. Creates the heavens. And their uh, offshoots. Of course, it means that you create it. The machloikis is not what the word bayre. That was not the machloikis. Their main dispute was whether ma'or or ma'ore. Whether it's plural or singular language is the machloikis. Tanya nami hachi. The light means many lights. So what did we say was the next machloikis of Beishamai and Beishillel in the Mishnah? We said, in fact, that you should not make the bracha until until there's an actual flame, an actual illumination from the light. And I think we do that by Hanukkah. We're all familiar that we hold the candle next to the wick w- until it's actually lit up and illuminated. Bish lamanem shum deloi shava shabbos. It's talking about over the besamim, besamim and flame of a guy. Ah, okay, fine. So the going actually on the latter part. I was wrong. Going on the next part where you can't use a what? You can't use a flame, besamim. Of an Anju. It's not a new light. Why can't you use the Basam that belongs to an Anju? You don't have Basam, run next door and get from Mr. Avedis Kechavim. Get, get a Basam from him. We're talking about the Basamim from a party of idol worshippers. If they're making a party and they're idol worshippers, guess what they're doing at the party? They're worshipping idols. That can't be because that halacha was only taught us later on in the Mishnah. In fact, it's one long continuation. The Seifa is giving you the explanation why can't I make the bracha on the Basamim or the Ner? Because the regular party, when they go to eat, everything there is being done to serve that God. Tan Rabbana, we learned in the Raisa, Arsha Shavas, Mavarchan Allah, Shalai Shavas, Ain Mavarchan Allah. My Shavas, Mavarchan Shavas, that's tomorrow's daf, and will be continued tomorrow. But Akopanim, we know that it seems like there's a difference between a Nair and Basamim that was used at a house where they were practicing Avaita Zara, versus, like I would have thought that's Mutter. Versus a nerebusam that I vowed I know was actually used in uh, for Avodah Zarah. Uh, uh, uh.